Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. We got a great lineup for you today, starting out with a conversation that is so very, very important to us. And, you know, if you think about this, you have heard me talk about the level of anxiety, uh, the level of stress. You've heard me talk about it. You've heard me share with you the statistics out there in the world now, we're still getting information about the effect of the past three years and the effect now. But when you put this all together, at the top of the food chain is the word anxiety. It's got to be at the top of the food chain. Because when you start to look at it, and you start to see what that really means, it is taking on a new, new level. I have somebody joining me here today uh, is and what he has done is he's taken the conversation to the level that we need to hear it. We have to hear the conversation differently now. You know, Faust is joining me here today, professional career, 40 years, counsel clients, you've named it, he's seen it, everything from the young to the senior. But what has he found when he's looking into the eyes of people in families, in centers, in nursing homes? What is he looking at when he fights the battle like I have for employee assistant programs? Yes, I can't even believe it was so hard to get that in the corporation that I worked in. But when we think about this and we think about the emotional support and we think about all of that and we think about what many of you have heard me talk about, addiction and recovery, the devastating impact of what happens when people are powerless over alcohol, drugs, or any other thing that you just cannot help yourself for. And he's also committed to that. He's developed a counseling program for drunk drivers. Yes. And, and honestly, we are living in a time now where I do not remember Probably if we had statistics during the war, maybe, or during the recession that way back, if we had statistics, maybe we'd be in the ballpark with where we are now. But what's going on now in the United States and across the globe is unprecedented. And the number of people that need help now in ways they have not needed them before is off the charts. But something different has to happen. It actually has to be something that we could give, that we can understand, and that we could point to. And I'm, I'm talking about this because we're going to talk about the Fix Yourself Handbook, bringing you out of the darkness into a brilliant new world. Now, you guys have heard me talk about the suicide of my mom. You've heard me talk about my sister's death, my stepmom's death, my two sisters, alcohol, drug abuse, 
you, you just heard me talk about them, right? This is something people like me and people like Faust, this is something that it gets in our skin and we have to do something about it. Now, look, before we go there, before you all meet him, if you had any essence or interest in track and field, what we saw in Oregon, what we saw in the world championships, what we saw in the eyes of these United States athletes, and not just United States, but all the athletes, but the United States broke a record at this track meet. And many people gave up on them because of the poor showing in the Olympics. Can you imagine being in a, can, can you imagine being these top track and field people go to the Olympics, underperform, don't even come close, and now come back? You could either hold them or you can fold them. And what these people decided to do is grit down, dig in, break records. And people cheered. And I mean, when you saw world records in the pole vault being broken, when you saw track and field records being broken, world records being broken, and you saw people in the stands and you looked at the energy of this and you said, gosh, what if I could feel like that? That's what today's show is about. It's no longer asking you the question, what if I could feel like that? It's now discovering how to feel like that. The author of this book has given beyond thought, but how feeding the anxiety demon is destroying a nation, that is the key. Faust, it's so great to have you here today. Welcome to the show. That's so. Uh, thanks so much for uh having me on board you know we, we have a message we're trying to get out there and that this is a beatable situation it's nothing we need to surrender to you just said it before either, either you're going to play your hand or you're going to fold and and we have there's a lot in the hand we just have to go you know mm -hmm. identify what those things are and then go do it it's very doable you know i want to get your take on anxiety and that's why i was so excited to have you here because there look Anxiety is one of these words. I don't know. I, I, you probably could tell I have some corporate experience a little bit. Like I was in a corporation, worked my way up, corporate executive, HR, the whole thing. And I remember trying to implement for the phone company, the first employee assistant program. And we didn't have much information back then, right? But I remember sitting in a boardroom with all the VPs and Aaron, like these people saying, We're not, stress is not our problem. Stress is not our problem. Why should we spend any money on this when there's something that I think is like fake? I mean, honestly, it's what they were saying. We think it's like fake. Now, fast forward to where we are today. One, it wasn't fake. Two, the science shows it. But underneath it, there's something even more insidious, and that's anxiety. And I would love to hear from you the underpinnings of anxiety. Nope. It's a great question to get started. We live in a nation, we live in a world now, which goes you know, a million miles an hour. We never turn off. And that's in terms of the pace of our lives. It's also in terms of the connectivity that we never disconnect. You know, you and I were raised at a time where, 
you know, you, 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 even going back to the school, we came home from school and we disconnected. And maybe you played or you did your homework or work around the house, whatever you had to do, you had a job, whatever it was. Now, you know, if you have an argument in school or in the workplace, it, it follows you home on your cell phone and it's on someone's Facebook page. And it, so you have all that going on. The other thing is we lived in a more national kind of a world at the time. We live in a global society now. We know we have, we're privy to information we never had before. So we're inundated with all this stuff. And then the third part of it is we keep doing things that actually exacerbate the situation in ourselves. You know, we're going real fast. So why not get the Red Bulls and all those things? Why not just make life more intense? And we've, we've grown to a society that not is subject to anxiety. We are bringing it on. We're actually inviting it in. And we like that adrenaline rush. That's now become a norm. And we, we, we think we got it. We think it's great. But little by little, it's tearing at us. It's tearing at us physically. Our whole neurology is being changed. Uh, emotionally, we, we're responding long before we think. We don't give our brain enough time to just look at any situation, uh, grab the information, see what we need to do, then make a decision. It happens. And, you know, and in a fever pitch, we react and we we insult and we we aggress toward other people. It never turns off. We don't sleep like we should be sleeping anymore. Our diets are all over the place, inundated with garbage. You know, it just keeps on going. Where, where do you want to look to find the underpinning? Just about everywhere. That's that's the, you know that's the answer to the question. It's everywhere we go because that's what we've invited in our lives. And you know, the reason I think that I love talking with you about this is number one, we skirt and skip and hop and jump around the word anxiety. But my mom committed suicide when I was six years old. So I don't shy away from this. I didn't go to school for 10 years to study psychology because you know I had nothing better to do. I needed to try to understand some things because I watched my family die. I saw my sister die on a hospital floor at about 450 pounds. My stepmother's mom, her heart exploded. My first sister, cancer from cocaine. You know how much cocaine you got to take in to get that cancer up there? And I just thought to myself, my own history with addiction and recovery. And that's why one of the first new channels we're launching come next year has got to be this kind of thing. But we're now getting in in the headlines, Faust. I mean, hello, Simone Biles, right? Right? I mean, I'm not saying that anxiety was her thing. I don't want to, I'm not, I don't, she doesn't work with me. I don't work with her. But how many people now are silent and invisible and carrying this demon from your perspective? You know, Pat, as well as, you know, you've studied, just as I have, we all have anxiety to to assume that you don't it may be uh be below the threshold so to speak but it's there all it takes is the right trigger and then it goes and the problem is the human brain you know in in its in its attempts to uh adjust to everything we do adjusts to anxiety too so it doesn't become something we identify we live with it every day it's our norm. You get up every day and that's just the way things are, you know, and you don't realize that you're anxious. The other thing we do, and this is crucial, 
part of it is that we look outside of ourselves. If something oh. you know, we feel some way, we go out there and try to find it. It's not out there because it's in here. If we're strong in here, we deal with what's out there. If we're not dealing with that, that's it's just you know such a red flag that says, I'm not okay here. Get, I need to get okay here, but we don't do that. Our culture focuses outside, not inside. Yeah. And I love your book, by the way. And I, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to get right into it. Because I love that you actually use the word demon. Right. Because any of us that have had this experience, we know what it's like to become immobilized. We do. When I moved to Seattle and I finished my school, right? I finished the education that I studied broken promises, mistake. So let me just tell everybody out there, you got to get a lot of therapy if you're going to study something like that for 10 years or get prepared for what happens to you afterwards based on what you find out. And I didn't realize that I would find out what I found out. 1,200 pages of interview notes, people that were broken. And I was at a place that I couldn't describe in my life. I couldn't get off the couch. I couldn't get out of my apartment. When we come back, we're going to talk to Faust about understanding the driving forces behind it. And it is pain, folks. See, we want to witness you today. See, we want to witness you. We want to say it is pain. All the people in your family that are telling you to suck it up or just, you know, have another drink or just get over it. We're not doing that today. 1-800-930-2819. Before we go to break, I want people to know, how did they get the book? How do we find out about you? Best way to do that is my website, FaustRuggiero.com. The way we built the website, Pat, was to really uh, tear apart the books and, uh, and the philosophy. So you can find excerpts from the books in there, all different kinds of things about me, about, uh, about how to deal with these, with anxiety. Again, I'm just trying to make people stronger inside. That's the whole uh, thrust of the program. So again, fosterrigero.com and you'll find everything you need. Yeah, fosterrigero.com. Listen, I said Faust, I guess I've been watching too much of the international Paul Vaulters. <laughs> F-A-U-S-T-R-U-G-G-I-E-R-O.com. And then don't forget, you can Google it. You can Google the book, The, the Fixture Anxiety Handbook. This is about bringing you out of the darkness and into a brilliant world. I love the cover of this book because this is not the time to fool around. Benny, Micah, let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Sometimes being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about Maximum Medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly, all with the purpose of calling forth the maximum you. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.SharonMartinMD.com. Join the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie show 
Tune in each month as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia Stephanie is a spiritual teacher, passionate speaker, published author, and founder of the Empower Network. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. For more information, go to CorneliaStephanie.com. Have you been on life's roller coaster trying to figure out what to do next? Then join Greta, Lee, Yvonne in the Realm of Beings each Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Shake the dust off your wings and fly to the highest heights in your thoughts and actions. Express your greatness. Be a champion for yourself. And we'll see you there on Shifting Impressions Conversations with the Realm of Beings. Are you ready to get big and live your life out loud? Tune in to Get Big Out Loud Radio, exploring life through the lens of curiosity and compassion with me, Carrie Knudsen, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I will offer ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. If you want to get big and live your life out loud, visit me at KnudsenSpeaks.com. Tune into the Life Strategy Show with your life strategy mentor, Lolita Smith, and say yes to bringing prosperity and success to your future right here and right now. Life is a picture of your mind, and Lolita is here to help you imagine it. Say goodbye to the strings of the past that have been holding you back for far too long. Rise up with Lolita and say yes to the solutions, prosperity, and unlimited possibility. Visit LifeStrategyMentor.com. That's LifeStrategyMentor.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Oh, you know, look, this is about anxiety, the fix your anxiety handbook, bring bringing you out of the darkness and into a brilliant world. You know, we set the stage up for you before we keep before we go again, again, tell people how they get the book and how they find out about you. Let's make sure we keep mentioning this. Okay. Yeah, the important thing is we're going to actually hopefully publish in August, late August, right? So we're doing all the uh, pre-publicity work now at that yeah. time uh amazon will have it they have everything we do uh, but uh my website fosterdural.com there's a link there to buy the book and it'll take you to amazon and barnes and noble and those places that that you want to want to go depending on what you like yeah fast i want to get down into this for a little bit because you make some brilliant connections here and i like that you're calling it a a, a handbook I mean, the connections you're making, take us from that opening chapter where you're talking about understanding the driving force behind our pain, right? You take us from there and then you give us, you know, you give us the information and the language we need to know to understand that this is not just something up here. There is a body to mind connection. There is something that's operating. There is an experience that's operating. And then that is setting the stage for you to talk with us about our anxiety monster. And what you say is this is, I love this. <laughs> I love the language in these chapters. Um, you're going to introduce us to the beast inside. See, you know, we don't talk about anxiety like that, but it is a beast. Any of us that have ever had it, it's a beast. It will keep us in our home for weeks, months, and even longer, won't it? It will, you know, and I think one of the things we have to look at in in our culture is that self-help and helping people do going public to help people got very 
um, soft. You know, I, when I when I wrote the first book, the Fix Yourself Handbook, people say, "Oh, you can't you can't put uh, fix yourself." That's what the publishers were saying. We we don't deal with the word "we're broken." I said we really need to stop coddling people and say this is what's going on. We have anxiety. It's a horrible condition. It's not just, uh, I'm nervous today. It's panic attacks. It's fear. It's not leaving the house. It leads to suicide. It leads to, to horrible things going on in people's lives. And we need to finally be able to say that that's the root of this. And if we don't catch it early, it develops like every other condition and it becomes a monster. And when it gets to that point, it shuts down just about everything that we're going to do. And we have to finally get truthful about that. That's what it does. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about what truthful means for a minute, because I think it's one thing for you and I to talk about it, but it really is another thing to really go through the language and really look and read the book. And again, the book will be out shortly. We're, we're thinking it'll be out in a couple of weeks. So just go back, check on the website. Look, when you put the processes in the book, right? When you, when you came in and, and, and I'm coming, th I'm reading the book and I go through and I'm saying, oh, wait a minute. Okay. I get this. There's a process here. There's something we need to know. There's something we need to do. You know, the question of really taking a look at who we are and what's inside of us is so very, very important, but I don't know about you, but I will tell you, it is really hard to do that alone. And, you know, part of this is if we don't take that look, let me ask you this question. You know, it shows up in and out of the body. Can we talk about how anxiety transmutes itself into things we start to feel physically? Sure. The first thing we need to understand, and that's one of the first points I bring up in the book and with all my patients, I say it's a physical condition. And they'll look at me and say, no, it's, it's mental. I, no, I said, think about it. Not only do you, does anxiety cause the panic attacks and the palpitations and the whole deal, it hurts every part of your body. When it gets going, everything hurts. First thing you have to understand is that it's physical. The fact that you feel it in your brain and you start trying to work things out with that is because as it makes its way through the body, it's just like anything else. We're physical organisms. We start physically first. The next layer up is the emotional level. So it's going there next. Then it's going to hit your brain. And your brain is designed to help you think through things and get to solutions. So now you start saying, I got to think through anxiety. Well, you know, the analogy I've always used is if, if you were a diabetic and you have you know, you, you know, you're dealing with all that sugar, you're not going to say, well, I'll think my way through this and my pancreas is going to respond. We're going to have to do some things on a physical level. It's the same way with anxiety. You're not going to think yourself through this. You've yeah. got to attack it on the physical level first, you know, yeah. breathing exercises and meditation and prayer and all those things. That's all good, but we've got to, you know, I, I tell my people, go get a wellness checkup, go get the blood work done. Let's start right there. Because, you know, that, that's ground zero. Start there. Once we get through that, we know where you are physically. Now we're going to start building that program. Yeah. Look, one of the things that I want to just make sure people understand is anxiety has different faces. 
Mm -hmm. as different faces. So when we say anxiety, we're not 100% clear. And so we don't relate to it. But everybody thinks that anxiety shows up in X in, in a certain way. It's insidious, as you say in your book. I think it is one of the most insidious. And there are several different kind of ways. Everything, let's talk about this. Let's just give people some information so they know, just in case they're thinking, oh, that's not me. But it shows up, yes, as an extreme where you you can't go out of your house. You avoid places, right? Agoraphobia. But then there are other things that show up. I mean, I got anxiety from a medical condition I had, right? Um, but let's just go through this for people because there are folks thinking to this, not everybody is going to be a top athlete that decides I can't do it. I just can't do it. It happens a lot and it's happening now, isn't it? It happens. The, it, the entrance way, the pathway for anxiety to come in is, is different for everyone. It could be some PTSD, that bad relationship. It could be a physical uh, problem. It could be a memory of something that's very old. It could be uh, a relationship going bad now. It could have been, it can be recovery from a drug situation. There's so many things. The bottom line is all of these things weaken the body in some way. Uh, the neurology changes a bit. And then all it takes then is a trigger. And, and the problem is the trigger is what we focus on. That was what gave me anxiety. Well, that's a trigger. Uh, then when it hits the body, the body yeah. just kind of implodes and everything starts all over again. Now you can't stop it. And you're still going back to try to, to that trigger to try to figure out what to do there. Well, that's, that's long gone. Now, now you're in it. And, and so that's why I say we've got to get to the body first. We've got to strengthen the body up. We got to start there. And then, and then we do move uh, through that and make the connections with all the emotional in information that's necessary and the cognitive stuff. Because in the end, what we're going to do is keep people conscious. So they, it, it's not, anxiety becomes autopilot. It, it, it hits, it takes off and it had, the path is already cut and it goes. We want to, we want to, we want to put some blockades along that path. And that's conscious thought that's down the road, but we got to get you strong enough to do that first. Yeah, we're going to take a short break when we come back and then we're going to go right to the top. We're going to skip the next break because this is all about, look, when we come back, you got to face it. Brutal honesty. You got to face it. You got to look at it. You got to understand it. And why is the body such an indicator? I'm going to share a little story <laughs> with my guests during break. When we come back, this is so important. It answers the question probably for you why the things you've tried have not worked for you. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Your own innate brilliance already lives inside of you. Come discover it so you can shine brightly in this world. Join me, your host, Adrian Cobb, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern during Wild Magic on TransformationTalkRadio.com and get answers to who you are and where you belong. To learn more about me and the show, visit MyWildMagic.com. Again, that's MyWildMagic.com. It's time to tap into your divine self through angelic guidance. Join your host, Cindy Smith, and co-hosts in The Angel Empowerment Show, From I Can't to I Can, airing every Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn from four of the best angel empowerment practitioners in the field. Together, they will share experiential teachings and offer live, on-air professional angel card readings and much more. For more information, visit CindySmithAEP.com. 
Do you get stuck in that someday attitude, living the same day over and over again with no action? The Becoming You Show, big ideas that inspire, impact, and influence your life with Leah Rowling is for you. Tune in every Friday at 11 a.m. Central on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This show will have you feeling inspired to take action with purpose and intention. For more information and to get in touch with me, visit www.LeahRowling.com. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Pat. I'm the host of the Dr. Pat Show, and I am the creator of the Transformation Network, doing what we do in the world of positive radio, informed, educated, positive media. Independent radio hosts and independent networks have been the face of positive messaging over the past decade. So all of us here have decided we're going to put together an independent network that is going to enable people to bring their positive message of hope, inspiration, and conscious action to the forefront. Help us create a future of amazing, uplifting stories that can be told so we can tell our children and they can tell their children of what hope and conscious action is all about. I want to thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Take control over your future. I'm Lisa Belts, and I'm here to help you realize your true potential and become unshakable. Schedule a completely free introductory coaching session with me now to see for yourself how I work. Get the divine guidance that you need to transform your life for the better. Go to lisabelts.com and take that step towards transformation. That's L-Y-S-A-B-E-L-T-Z.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Um, I, I know that if you're like me, you can't wait till the book comes out, although I do have an advanced copy, I must say, and it literally saved me over the weekend. It really did. I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about it, but I got to the page in the book where there were several pages, but I realized that there is something associated with anxiety um, that I absolutely have to talk with you about. Uh, and we're going to go right up to the hour, Benny and Micah, because I want to make sure we cover this. Okay. I think one of the most underrated, what should I call it? Attributes, conditions, I don't know. Like, let me give it, I don't even know the name. But one of the most underrated misunderstood people thinking it can't be changed is worrying worrying worry let can you and i get real about worrying now there's worrying and then there's excessive worrying and we don't know the difference because here's my two cents on it and then i want you to jump in my mom explained worrying to us girls when we were younger like the frog story she said look It'd be easier if worrying was like fear because you put the frog in the boiling water and it jumps out. You're like, all of a sudden you say, oh my God, I know I'm afraid. She said, no, worrying is when you put the frog in a cold water. Honestly, don't email me. I would never do this to a frog. But you put it in cold water and you slowly turn it up. Worrying. Tell me about this because you, this is one of the first thing I think you talked about when you talk about the demons weaponry. Yeah, the demon, you know, and and 
for, for the listeners that, that the demon isn't, you know, this live thing. The demon is this part of your mind that where you start spinning concepts in there and then you believe all of this stuff is true. And it is a slow simmer uh, and, and, and it gets faster, the better, like anything else, as you get more proficient at worrying and, and, and obsessing over this, it takes on a life much faster. But what it does is it has you believing, A, that this will never stop. It, it, it has you going to places that are dark inside you. You believe then that you are a prisoner of the demon. The demon has control and you will never get out. And then an interesting thing is uh, you have a tendency, all of us have a tendency then not to experience the good times because we really believe the good times are going to trigger the demon coming back. So now we back away from that. <laughs> And we have our whole life, we, we, we're happy just to live it in the gloom so it's not pitch black. Uh, so it becomes a life condition after a while, you know, and, and the confidence goes down and your, your ideas about possibly beating this, they just disappear. This is going to be my life and I'll live that and, and I'll take no risks and I'll do the same thing every day. Because what happens is you actually become, in your mind, proficient at managing this so it doesn't kill you. But that, that management system does nothing but keep you right in the arms of the demon and it, you, you never leave until you understand that this demon is beatable. The demon is what, what is what, the, the more we feed the demon, the bigger the, the demon gets. So what I help people do is learn how to not feed it. We're gonna starve the demon essentially is what we're gonna do. Yeah. You know, this is really the key because I want to just talk for a little bit. And I want to just tell everybody when you all get the book, the book is so beautifully written and, and written out in a way that you can follow it, understand it, and then take action about it. Because isn't that that's the work you do? That's what you've been doing for decades. You've been you've been you've been helping people understand what's going on and then helping them take the action. Everything, and this is the way it shows up. Okay. This is the way it shows up, right? It could be fatigue. You could be irritable, uh, concentration, no kidding, right? How about not sleeping? You think, oh, I can't go to sleep, right? Oh, I'm just binge watching. No, you're binge watching. Why? Because you can't turn it off, right? So it's not that you're binge watching something on TV. It's what's underneath there. Everything from feeling complete terror, right? And impending doom as yesterday I'm playing, I am down by like six points, hello and i i just read the book the the day before saturday i got the book it was on i got it to to have my computer and this feeling of terror and impeding doom i mean think about it over ping pong right this is how this works but it's much more than that and what i mean it's much more than that is we have to get back control can you take us through what you share in your book about, I'm just giving you a little bit of an idea, but I carried a disease for 10 years after I started the show from 2004, right? I carried a disease that I knew and or I was told that if I go to bed that night, I may not wake up because there was something in my body that could stop my heart. And I got to tell you, I had to get over that very quickly. Can you imagine what it's like when a doctor says to you or somebody says to you, 
you got this thing in your body. We can't get it out yet. We don't know. We can't kill it yet. We don't know. But no, this is where you either know how to hold them or you know how to fold them. But I didn't have you to work with. So it took me a bit longer. But see, people are going to sleep at night and thinking about the doom from all of this. It doesn't have to be a physical disease. It's the same thing that's affecting our body, isn't it? It is. And it changes everything. You know, I have those folks that uh, binge watch starting at 11 o'clock at night and they're up at three or four. And I say, <laughs> beside the fact that now their bodies have adjusted to it, they're saying, if I go to bed, it's the most painful time yeah. in this thing because yeah. I'm just laying there. My mind yeah. won't shut off. And then everything starts and my heart races and my body hurts. So it's a lot easier if I get up and I watch TV. And, you know, and of course, it's a lot of times it's not just watching TV. It's watching TV and eating or, or, or drinking along with that or whatever you may do. Uh, but again, the body now is so to speak, out of whack. It's just not, there's no schedule. There's no routine for it to fall into. And that's what our bodies work well with a healthy routine. So by the time this thing manifests and gets to the point that it's full blown, every part, and I guarantee you, every part of your world has changed. And, and it's, and again, it's, it's something that is easy. It's not, it's, the program is easy to follow. It, it will tax you. You're going to work with it. You're going to get uncomfortable, but you're going to come through it. Yeah. I have yet to use my program on anyone. And I'm yeah. talking thousands where it has not worked, but it yeah. takes time. It's not going to be come on in. And it, this month, we're going to have you through it. It may take us the better part of a year, but how long have you been exactly with anxiety? Are you willing to invest that year? And you're going to get better. I will guarantee you're going to get better. I went out, you know, lo looking at what you're doing and what you're creating is so very vital and important because I'll tell you in my profession, your profession, it's very hard to be able to make a case for looking at the body, but you and I both know that things showed up for me. I mean, that first year of finding out that, that thing that was going on, oh my gosh, you should see this, hear about the symptoms <laughs> that I did, my body developed, not from it. But because of what was going on, you know what saved my life? This show. I started this show in 03. Six months later, I got a mystery disease. And I changed the entire trajectory to all positive talk, all holistic, all wellness. And I am a student to this day. That's how I know what you're doing is different. That's how I know what you're doing is needed. And I would love for you to talk about, because we're now talking about this autopilot thing. That's what we're talking about. Okay. You go grab the ice cream in the grocery store. You know, you're grabbing it and you keep telling yourself, I'm not going to eat it, but then you put it in your, your shopping cart. It's a hamster wheel and you can't get off the hamster wheel if we're solving the problem at the level it was created. It, it, it is. It's autopilot. It all just keeps on coming in. We repeat the same behaviors over and over again. You said some of the magic words just before, um, the way you talk to yourself. You talk about positive talk. But what I tell people, uh, you know, because that's that's made its way through, you know, through it's trending. Oh, let's, let, you know, to be positive and love yourself and all that <laughs> garbage. Um, the bottom line is we, we, ha we have the language. We communicate to other people. But 90% of the language is what we use with ourselves. It's in our own head. If you're going to continue to flood your brain 
with negative talk about yourself. Your brain will hear that. And there's no one there giving you any other feedback. You will live it. You will believe it. It'll become who you are. I'm not telling people to go in and say, I'm wonderful. I'm just saying, okay, I got this. Be dead honest. I got this. I am going to beat it. I got to think my way moment by moment through this. I teach people how to do that, Mm -hmm. how to apply conscious thought into everything you do, because conscious thought uh, coupled with the facts in any situation will bring you right to the truth. And that will, that, that will rescue your life. But we're not dealing with any truth when it comes to anxiety. We're avoiding everything. We're, we're using quick fixes to get through. And, you know, if I, gee, if I got 15 minutes today, that, that was a killer day. No, it wasn't. You know, it's like the girl walks in my office last week, first time patient and, and says she has anxiety and she puts a cup down. I said, what's in the cup? Well, I stopped at Starbucks on the way over. What is it? It's a double shot cappuccino because I didn't sleep last night. I said, no, it isn't. It's a double shot cappuccino because that's what you do every day. Mm-hmm. And that's why you don't sleep. Mm-hmm. A lot of reversals, cognitive yeah. reversals. Yeah. You know, I, I, I look at what I like. I create the facts to support that. I keep on going. So if you're going to work with me, we're going to go to the facts and that brutal honesty is going to come out and you're going to change your life. Not just to uh, rid yourself of anxiety, but to create a life that is all honest and straightforward and makes proper decisions. Yeah. And I want to talk to you about this now, because you brought something up. And it, I, I, I think in the book, you talk about the intellect and emotions. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess, I, let me just say in my language, it's like this dynamic of intellect, emotions, intellect, emotions, but emotions can get to be, to get to the point of chaos. You know, Absolutely. your emotions, you know, I, I watched somebody this weekend take a $600 bat and bang it on a wall. And I'm like, are you kidding? Like, what did you do? I mean, I know it's hot in here, but let's talk about this because it's, it's difficult not to have a conversation about emotions, but what they are, what they're good for and what they're not. I talk about emotions as a mediator, if you will, between the black and white of life and, uh, and uh, completely out, out of sorts. It mediates. It says, okay, I'm not just going to be a robot. So it puts a little color into that. But emotions have to be healthy to do the right thing. And what we do is we emote quick. Typically, if if you look at your your life and look at how much you emote, you're going to find that the vast majority of your emotions, your emotional expressions are negative. Your anger. uh, This person said that. I, you know, and then because that's how we flush our system but the bottom line is if you know emotion in fact i write it as emotions are to your body like they like a virus is to a computer there is a program that's supposed to run that brain is supposed to run we introduce all these negative emotions it corrupts everything that we're going to do so the question is how do you deal with it and i tell people here it's 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 mom's old three second rule you know what you do in that first three seconds is going to dictate how you go and i keep this in my mind all the time something happens something where i can just go ooh, and i say okay let's just relax and think about what i'm going to do that sounds like man that's oversimplified but it's that first few seconds that dictate what you're going to do give your brain uh, uh, the luxury of saying let me use my resources let this not corrupt my brain. Let me just slow down for just a second 
Let me say, okay, what's going on? What do I want to do about it? You'll be surprised how your emotional response goes down. The more you do that, the more your brain begins to deal with rational information. And that's what we need, particularly with anxiety, to move forward. Yeah, I love that we're talking about this because, you know, part of what you really take us on is this journey where we all get pushed to the limit. You know, I coach women in my sport. I coach men and women in my sport. And one of the first things I coach them, other than the basics, I coach them about the emotional element of the game. Because when you play a sport where you can get hit with a ball that's coming at you 100 miles per hour, and they, and honestly, I got bruise marks from it. Or you can run into somebody that doesn't move. Or you can have any number of emotional reactions because the sport is so fast. And I'll tell you, the hardest thing for people, and you know this about sports and, and helping people that are athletes, the minute that you don't do what you just said, those three seconds, you've already lost the next point. I mean, I watched somebody lose six points in a row yesterday that the only reason had to do with every emotional outbreak on every point, and it got worse and worse. Mm -hmm. I watched a guy be so emotionally distraught that he walked back and walked around the table, and I'm thinking, is the guy going to come back to play? But see, that happens in life. I'm not just talking about this. Don't we now, and aren't you seeing this in life, now accelerating, where people have zero tolerance for most things that, that are hitting them up? A, a grocery store line too long, a cashier that's too slow, right? And, and, and again, the brain, and I can't make this point you know, more, more emphatically uh, stated, the way we train our brain is the way we're going to live. You know? and, and learning, as you know, is a function of repetition over time. Yeah. If you're going to teach someone the sports you play, it's not coming like this. The more they repeat it, the more it becomes automatic. And autopilot is going to enter your life no matter what you do. The question is, will you attach it to positive, constructive parts of your life? Or will you attach it to the negative? So I tell people, just continue to do mm. the positive over and over again. When I work with athletes who get into slumps, I say, get your head out of this. Stop ruminating over it. What, what do you do? Throw caution to the wind, go have fun, and play your, for, your sport for fun. And watch how fast you come out of that slump. Yeah. And they do. It's, what, it's this ruminating, this, yeah. this thing that goes on over and over in our mind. Sometimes it's when I'm working with a baseball player, it's simply they readjust their stance and didn't realize. And for two inches difference in the stance, they're not hitting the ball. So, you know, you go back and, and, and calmly look at, at, at that stuff. Get your emotions out of the picture. Yeah. And, you know, part of what you do is you take us on this journey, especially as I loved, especially when you pointed out the victimization aspect of this and the mm -hmm. bullying aspect of this, because once you have that moment and, and, you know, I could feel it yesterday. Once you have that moment, you know what it feels like to feel like a victim. You know it, you know, it escalates. But then you take us later on in the book for positive energy, growth and life redefined. Talk about that, please, because see, I think this is what's going on now. I think people are really hungry, positive energy growth and life redefined. 
we take I, I, everything I do is a journey because that's what life is. So you, you, we are victimized and, and we take on that role as a victim and then we start living it out and then we're victimized by other people and ourselves. There is a point where you make a decision and say, okay, I want to beat this. Now, give me the tools and you're ready to work them. Positive energy is, starts with positive verbalizations. It, it not doing anything that's going to affect the energy in your body, doing everything you can. You know, if, if the goal is here, then everything I'm doing is going here. All that's positive. Then you, again, your brain will learn to work with that, but it, it, it's not going to tolerate breaks. You know, mm. there, there are no cheat days in um, dealing with anxiety. <laughs> now, I did six days. So today I'll do five red books and I'll eat everything and I'll, and I'll just go crazy because I have to release this. No, you don't. It's about staying positive all the time. And, and I teach people how to do that because it's easier said than done. But if you read the book, there, there, there is a slide. It just moves you right into that part of things. Yeah. And you learn how to deal with that part of your brain. It's there. You just stop dealing with it. You have, yeah. you have you have the capability of doing everything with positive energy. You just have to be told, A, what that is, and B, how to use it. That's all. And then the key is, again, over time, keep doing it. You know, you and I are teaching this. If I decide to, you know, uh, begin to react emotionally all the time, I will quickly train my brain to do that. And I'll find that for a day or two, I'm doing things emotionally. Maybe I yelled at my wife or maybe I, and then you start saying, my God, I just kind of slipped off, you know, off the path for a while. It doesn't take long. So all, you just keep on every day conscious in your mind. Mm -hmm. I did it. I did it from the moment I wake up. Okay, Lord, let's go. Mm -hmm. And let's, let, let's attack the day. Let's be positive. Whatever comes along, I know I can be. I just have to keep my mind where it needs to be. I verbalize those things to myself all the time. I've been doing this for four decades. And I haven't stopped the verbalizations. If they, if they changed me and worked for me, why in the world would I stop using them? <laughs> well, and you know, there are consequences. And I want to just kind of, you know, bring us full circle here in a minute. And one of the consequences, you know, that shows up, and you mentioned this multiple times in the book, is that when people are experiencing anxiety, there's no limit to the behavior that can result from that. And I, I have a situation, I have a friend right now who is in, uh, cannot get away from it and is around someone right now, can't get away from it right now, but is around someone that every day, that other person's level of anxiety, they just lash out. They just lash out. Um, uh, first of all, thank you for this. Thank you for today. Uh, but I would love for people to know how to find out more about you and then give us a ballpark of when the book will be available. Okay. Again, uh, find me on my website, faustregiro.com. Uh, again, it's dedicated to the, to the what, what, what we're doing is a fix yourself empowerment series. This is the second yeah. installment. Um, uh, so you'll find out what we're doing there, find the book there. Uh, we're looking to get this done by the end of summer. It's in, pro in promotional stuff now. So publishers are, uh, have this and they're getting ready to go. So, you know, we're, we're, I'm hoping to get, well, the goal is always to have it done by the end of August. Good. So, um, and then, you know, uh, Amazon will get it and we'll, we'll put uh, everything out on the website. Okay. It's time mm -hmm. to go here. Here's the book and we're ready to go. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, thank you for joining me here today. I want to kind of bring this full circle and the way you bring it full circle. And that is the entering the land of hope. 
you know, entering that place of manageability. And I would love to hear what your message is for folks about that today. A number of things. The first, and you introduced this early in the show, is you are not alone in this. Stop doing this all by yourself. Uh, stop worrying about what the next person's going to say. You, ha, how do you set up hope? Well, the first thing you do is you set up a positive network of people. It may be a doctor or a counselor or that special person or two in your life that are either understand you or at least unconditionally love you and are not and, and are not uh, uh, moving away from you when you bring this stuff up. Put those people in your life. Um, you're going to be willing to take some risks. And risk doesn't mean, you know, if, if you're an agoraphobic, we're going to have you at a concert tomorrow. It may mean that all you did is went outside the house and sat on the front porch for 10 minutes. Yeah. Begin to, to move in the direction that you want to go. Very, very small steps. That's mm -hmm. what I tell people. If you try to take something too big, it'll show you, you'll quickly get defeated and you'll say, see, I told you. Little bitty steps, little victories are huge right now, but just keep doing them. And then the last thing is, if you need professional help, go get it. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. That old stigma, I think it's gone by now, but you know, you don't have to go into an office. We're doing these things online yeah. now. Get someone to talk to, but make that person uh, someone who is willing to show you who you are. Hold the mirror up for you and, and deal with the facts. And, and if you're leaving the session saying, that's wonderful, I felt really good. <laughs> you know what happened when you read the book. You said, oh my God, I, it, you're going to be you're going to leave there, leave there challenged, leave there saying, I'm not sure, but I'm going to try that and then go back and revisit next week and, and begin to make these little these little gains. Thank you for and, saying that. And lastly, have faith in yourself. Yeah. If, you have, if you have faith in the Lord, that's one that's going to help you that much yeah. more. But have faith. This is going to get better. I love that. And I love that you shared about this going it alone. Boy, that has never worked for me. I have tried. It has really never worked for me well. Um, and thank you for putting something together, not just a book, but a lifetime of work dedicated to send people on a path to freedom. And that's what it is. When you can move beyond anxiety, it is a pathway to freedom. It, it is. is unimaginable. Thank you so much for all of the work that you've done. It has been my pleasure. Thank you. God bless. Wow. Thank you, everybody. We're going to take a short break. We're not done yet. Um, please make sure you stay in touch and you get yourself a copy of this book when it comes out. You will work at it, but you will be on a path to freedom. We'll see you in a minute.